You're listening to The Breakfast Show with Danuta and Lyle this morning. It is 8.04am and Lyle, it has come time for our next quiz question, please. And it looks like a longer one. It's a multiple choice this time. All right, here we go. According to Psalms 65 verse 9, what does God use to greatly enrich the water for the earth? Mm. Okay, A, fresh rains from the north and south polar regions. B, a desalination process. C, the river of God. D, ozone and heavenly filtration. Mm, so which one, choices. which one, according to Psalm 65, point, 65 verse 9, what does God use to greatly enrich the water for the earth? Mm-hmm. So text us in your answers on 0491 I was, almost went blank there for a moment. <laughs> Do you know I started, yeah, the other day I started giving somebody my phone number and I actually gave, started giving them the Faith FM phone number. It's just a bit yeah, of a worry. I'm forgetting you, my own phone number even. So. You, know you've been, you know you've been at Faith FM too long when you start doing that. Yeah, no, so good in every way. Of course, you'll go in the drawer for the revived cookbook um, number six with heaps and heaps of beautiful recipes, healthy recipes, quick recipes, ones that you will love to have for your meals at home in every way. And we've got some people here who are playing virtually every day and almost virtually every question to get in for the draw. Of course, we have a policy here too that if you've actually won a prize um, in in a month, you can only claim one prize, unfortunately. But the good thing is, keep it going, keep it playing in every way, and um, and you'll get in for the draw that happens at quarter to nine on Friday. Hey, how good was that interview by Jennifer Skuse about our emotional intelligence, looking at monitoring our feelings, growing emotionally, and also developing our emotional quotient. So being able to pull back, and of course, you know you know, be able to tell when our emotions are too much or too little and um, get that balance because, you know, sometimes, have you found, I mean, I know sometimes like in meetings when we had meetings, you know, that would get pretty deep sometimes, <laughs> hey, um, in our team. And the thing is that sometimes, yeah, the emotions could actually fly high sometimes. Yeah. And, um, you know, what, what I loved too at the same time though is that it was a safe space for people to be able to do that and there was no judgment. And that's really important, isn't it, when we actually have those emotions and being able to recognise what is going on for people in their lives and that we as teams and as families, you know, whoever, you know, whatever your community of support community tends to be, whether it's your church community or work community or, um, you know, friends uh, that, that you can get the support that you kind of need in, in mm-hmm, every way mm-hmm. in, in whatever people are going through because, of course, especially under trauma situations, it can be really challenging kind of um, in every way. So yeah. um, just really great, great stuff with Jennifer Skews. Hey, today we're going to spend a little bit more time in our Bible study. We ran a little bit short yesterday and so we're just going to jump in and uh, what we're actually covering, of course, yesterday we mentioned that we're starting a new series called God's Mission, My Mission. And so we're going to be looking at mission right throughout the Bible. Last, um, you know, the last 14 weeks we were looking at the book of Ephesians, so very specifically at the book of Ephesians, whereas this time we're going to be jumping around to different places. We're going to look at topics and themes for each week and then jump around to different places within the Bible to to support what we're actually looking at. And of course, yesterday we looked at the fact that God reaches out to us. We actually read from Genesis. Maybe we can actually go back to Genesis again because that is kind of our basis um, of where we actually then 
find mission. Can we just go, Lyle, perhaps to Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 to 28? We unpatched that a lot yesterday, but we want to make sure that we bring that foundation back in as to why, you know, if you didn't manage to listen in yesterday and you're listening in today, you grab the foundation as to what the whole basis is for mission then throughout the God's Word. So we're going to go to Genesis 1, 26 to 28, and then also Genesis 3, 15, which we unpacked both of those last week. Okay, yesterday. so Genesis 1, 26 to 28. The Bible says, And God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. I love the way the KJV puts that one. (laughs) Creeping things that creep on the earth. (laughs) All right, so verse 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Mm. So that's 26 to 28. Uh, Then we go to chapter 3, was it? Chapter 3 and verse 15, please. Okay, Genesis chapter 3 and going down to verse 15 where the Bible says, And I will put... Enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed, it shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. Mm. And so, what we actually talked about really briefly yesterday is when when you unpacked Genesis one about being created in the image of God. We also spoke about the fact that there's this precious attribute, love, that God has given right right here, just right in creation, and that the second precious and the second thing was the precious gift that He gave was our free will, and that the free will is important because we you know it means that god isn't a god of force and god is love and of course agape love the highest form of love is particularly the one that we um you know use a lot you know that god god is virtually and then we see sin coming so there's this perfect world that adam and eve are created in they have this free will but they actually um don't they they do, do do choose to take their free will, but in the wrong direction, don't they? Really? Yes. Yes. And and they have free will because God is love. You know, free will is what creates love. Without free will, there is no such thing as love. You remove free will, and love is eradicated. Absolutely. In in every way, isn't yes. it? Yeah, there isn't. You know, force doesn't make if somebody. If there is no choice, there is no. There love. is no love, absolutely. And so they choose to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Sin comes in, and that's why then sin enters into the world. And basically, you know, then Genesis three fifteen is where we see that very first, first, um, you know. Uh, you can say, you know, where, where God says, this is redemption. Okay, so yes, you've sinned, you've disobeyed me, but I have a plan and this is my mission. My, the mission now will actually be this great rescue plan, the plan of salvation that actually comes in. And which, of course, it, you know, in Ephesians 1, 14, it actually says that, sorry, verse verse 4, about, you know, before the foundation of the world, that, you know, the, the plan plan was there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, and this is, you know, one of the one of the questions we had in in, in question of the uh, question of the week last week was you know why does the bible say that satan has been defeated when satan is still here and satan is still doing stuff and right here you've got satan being defeated uh that doesn't he's been defeated by the promise of god 
By the promise of God. Yep. He is still here. He is still active. And that's a part of the great controversy. And that is a part of God's plan to defeat him. He has been defeated by the promise of God because the promises of God are always so sure they are counted as present reality, even though in this promise it's a promise that is looking forward to a future event where Jesus will arrive and we will see the ultimate expression of God's love. And so, yes, Satan was defeated right here in verse 15. Um, He is still being defeated and he will be defeated at the very end of time. But, you know, that was a little bit of a sidetrack from one of our questions that came through. Uh, Really good question that came through Mm. and just... Just want to encourage everybody to still send your questions through for question of the day. We do them on Thursday evenings now, Thursday afternoons, evenings, five o'clock. When do we do th- producer Shell, she is sidetracked. Question of the day, five o'clock on Thursdays, is that right? Five o'clock on Thursdays. For question of the day, yeah, yeah. that's right. Okay, that's, that's when it's on. Yeah, okay, yeah. We're getting the night off. So we had to drag so, producer <laughs> Shell out of a out of another box there for a moment. She was a long way away with her headphones on as well. And so, you know, this is really crucial then to then understand this whole mission that comes through. You know, through throughout the whole Bible. It's where and it I, starts, isn't it? It's completely where it starts. And I love what you said, Lyle, there about the promises, you know, our reality and they're true because we have a faithful God. You know, I love that song, Great is Thy Faithfulness. Oh, the old hymn. The, it's awesome, isn't, isn't it? Isn't that fabulous? Great yeah. is thy faithfulness, O Lord my Father. You mm-hmm. know, there is no shadow of turning from thee, you know, and it's just, um, you know, we have this faithful God. He makes the promises and he keeps them because we can, as human beings, of course, fail in that area in every way. And so... Um, you know, it's really important. So here what we've, we're seeing is that God reaches out to us. And then what we're going to be looking at more today as we keep on going is that the God longs to be with us in every sort of way. And that we then what see what actually happens, um, you know, further from this moment when this plan of redemption is actually mentioned. And of course, the crushing of their head, we actually see a series that, you know, Christ defeats Satan. And we actually mentioned Hebrews chapter 2 verse 14. And then also we looked at the bruising of the hill. Jesus had to die on the cross for each one of us, which is great. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. Contact us on 0491-064-669. I love how this uh, brings in, you know, the connection that God wants to have with us because in the Garden of Eden, you know, Jesus comes into the garden and he's like, where are you? That's it. He's looking for them. Yes. The connection has been broken. Sin has broken that connection. And so the very, very first thing that God does is to restore that broken connection. And he's the one that goes to them, isn't it? Because they hide in shame. Yes. He knows where they are, but he says, where are you? Mm-hmm. He's the one that is the one initiating that contact, which is just beautiful. And that whole love of God reaching out, you know, and just saying, you are still my child. Yep. You are still my child. And that's so relevant for us today because even though, you know, we, we, we may give our hearts to Jesus and we're believers, we still sin because we're in a world of sin. And so God is still there for us reaching out. And he says, hey, I'm here. Come come back to me. And that's where that beautiful thing of we can come to him and ask for forgiveness of our sins. And so, hey, God also longs to be with us. Let's actually go to Genesis chapter 17 and actually verse 7. And we're also going to go to Genesis 23. I might go to, sorry, Genesis 26. I'll go to Genesis 26. Do you mind looking up Genesis 17, please, Lyle? Yes, right there. verse 7. 
You got that one? Mm-hmm. The Bible says, I will establish my covenant between me and you. This is God speaking to Abraham. So God mm-hmm. says, I will establish my covenant between me and you, Abraham, and your descendants after you in their generation for an everlasting covenant to be a God unto you and your descendants after you. I love that. Yes. I love it because he's saying it's my covenant. It's his covenant. It's his promises. You know, he makes the promise and that he says, you know, between me and you and your descendants. Now, to, to get this into context is really important, isn't it? So if we go back to Genesis chapter 12, of course, we see Abram, who is the son of Terah, and even though he's been being built up, brought up in this, you know, pagan, pagan, you know, family and world, we see here that Abraham is the key person who is still faithful to God, and yes. God calls him out here from um, from the Ur of Chaldeans. Do you want to read those first three verses? Because these are really crucial with something that we read back in chapter one of Genesis. Okay. Um, sorry. Sorry, Genesis chapter 1, yep. verse 1 to 3. Genesis 1, 1 to 3. Let's head back there. Genesis 1, here we go. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the sorry, earth... Genesis, did I say 1? I meant 12, sorry. 12, okay, chapter 12. 12, sorry. Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 to 3. I accidentally said 1, didn't I? <laughs> okay, 12, 1 to 3. Now the Lord said to Abram, or Abraham, get out of your country from your kindred and from your father's house, Unto a land that I will show you, and I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you, and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless you, and curse those that curse you, and in you shall all nations of the earth be blessed. You know, it's an interesting, you read this passage here that was written, you know, the best part of 4,000 years ago. Yep. And it's a promise that is given to Abraham, and he says, you know, and, and part of this promise is that I will make your name great. Yes. I mean, you think about that. 4,000 years later, uh-huh. you know, God says that is like, was that really a promise? You know, did that actually ever happen? You know, can we trust the promises of God? You know, because God has said, you know, uh, the serpent will bruise your heel and you shall bruise its head. And this is the first promise that you've got right here of the destruction of Satan. Can you trust those promises? Well, God said to Abraham, you know, there's one guy, one random guy living in Ur of the Chaldees. And he says, go to this particular place here and I will make your name great. Mm-hmm. And when you think about the great names that there are in the world, the well-known people that there are in the world, I would say that the most well-known name in the world is Jesus mm-hmm. and probably the second most well-known uh, name would be Abraham. I agree. Because he's the father of all the Abrahamic religions. That's right. And that's the majority of our world. It is the majority of our so world. So it's, it's, yeah. that's Judaism, that's Islam, that's Christianity and a whole slew of other religions. Yes, he is the seen as, you know, a significant figure, a father figure in those religions. And so when you look at these promises that God is making right here, um, are they sure? Well, here you've got evidence. They are very they sure. They are very sure. That's right. And, of course, you know, if it was Christianity, the line is through Sarah and, of course, down through Isaac. Um, and with with the Islamic community, it's through Hagar's line, that's isn't right. it? And yeah. Ishmael. And so that's they all what, go back to Abraham. They all go back to Abraham. And if we actually look at Genesis one twenty six to twenty eight, there's three key things that are mentioned there. Apart from the fact that we're created in the image of God, but we see three things in this covenant that God makes because this is a covenant that He is actually making 
with Adam and Eve. Um, it's called the Edenic Covenant. Even though the word covenant isn't used here, we see a covenant here because there's a promise. God actually creates and, and he just says here, I will bless them, particularly verse 28. Then God's blessed them and he said to them, I will make you fruitful and multiply. There we see descendants and we see, you know, fill the earth. So we talk about land. Now, when we actually come here to chapter 12 that we've just read from Genesis 12, and God calls Abraham out. Here we see again the mention of land in verse 1, to the land that I will show you. The second thing is in, in verse 2, he says, I'll make you a great nation. There's the descendants. And then the third thing and the word blessed is mentioned in, in verse 2 and verse 3. But it's actually mentioned five times. I will bless you and you will be a blessing. I will bless you. You shall be blessed. Sorry, four times it's mentioned. And whenever words are mentioned several times, there's, there's impact. They're, yes. they're significant. They're really important in God's word. And so here what we're actually seeing is those three things that are mentioned in the covenant in Eden are mentioned here now to Abraham. And then as we read in chapter uh, Genesis chapter 17, where you mentioned, you know, I will establish my covenant between you and you, me and you and your descendants after you and the generations for an everlasting covenant. This is the first time everlasting covenant is actually mentioned. Um, and basically to, be, to, to God, to you and your descendants after you. It's, it ties in beautifully with Genesis 3.15. That we just read about, you know, your crushes head and bruise, bruises heel, you know. So here's an interesting question. Are you a descendant of Abraham? Yes. Ah, oh, like a really blood descendant? Yes. Oh, that's absolutely <laughs> wild. That's my amazing. My question to you is, are you? Not a blood descendant. No, I've done my DNA. There is no Jewish DNA there whatsoever at all. But I know that you've got Polish heritage, and I know that Poland had so many Jewish people in it that there was a much higher likelihood of that being the case. Absolutely. But I want to read this passage here in Galatians, because I'm not a blood descendant, and I read these promises like, oh, wow, you know, that's great for you, Danuta, because you're but, a descendant of Abraham. But here's the but, thing. All right, you go before me, and then I'll come back in. <laughs> all right, so I'm going to read this. Um, Galatians uh, 3, 28, 20. There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither bond nor, f- nor free, there is neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's descendant and heirs according to the Love Christ. it. And so that's why I was going to say, um, partly I was surprised by your answer because the thing is we are all descendants then of yes. Abraham. Okay, Absolutely. so the answer for you is yes. My DNA won't show, yeah. it. It won't <laughs> no. show it. No. But in my connection with God, it is written there. Absolutely. And we know that we've all descended somehow from Abraham, right, as well. So somewhere in yes. the blood, somewhere the, the hundredth bit, whatever, whatever. <laughs> 100th bit, whatever it is. Yeah. But here's the thing too. In my case, even though I have never fully done the family heritage tree, what I am aware of is that one of our ancestors was likely, most likely, um, their name is mentioned in, you know, the Holocaust um, thing. And so for me, even though I haven't fully explored it, that for me is enough to know that somewhere, somehow, I think there could be this Jewish. Yeah, if they've been wiped out in the Holocaust, then... Jewish people got wiped out in the Holocaust. Yeah, That's but hold on. The, the, but so there's still the family connections there somehow. So with, and so I do need to look into that. But either way, my answer is yes and yes. 
Okay, so okay. yes and yes. <laughs> I, I, my answer is yes. Your answer is yes and yes. <laughs> so and here's the be- two ways. So here's that beautiful thing, you know, the land blessing and descendants. We see that with Abraham as well, and of course, you know, the everlasting covenant that is 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 spoken about. Then we actually go, of course, you know, and. Um, further on because God actually says several times, he actually says, I will be your God. I will be with you. I am with you. He says that so many times over and over again with Abraham. What we then also see is that we're actually the, the well-known story, Joseph. And of course, we know that there's the musical Joseph in the Technicolor Dreamcoat. Hey, you're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Okay, we have our last quiz question, please, Lyle. All right, here it comes. If you want to win the Revive Cafe Cookbook Six, this is a this is a really significant prize. I mean, this is worth a lot of money. I don't know this, what is this worth. Yeah, it's worth a lot of money because it is full color all the way through. Like every page has these amazing food photographs on it, and just incredible. You know, probably one of the most famous cookbooks that there are in uh, plant based cooking in our world right now. Mm. Okay, so to go in the running to win this, you need to answer this question. Question five, who was guided by God? Who was guided by God, preserved the human race and the animal kingdom? Mm-hmm. Who was that? If you know the answer, the number to call, 0491064669 is the number to call. So do give us a call or send us a text message. Um, do we still do the uh, star it or state it thing? State it or star it, that's yep. right. If you want to play but you don't want to go in the draw, just put a star next to it or otherwise just state that you're just not wanting to go in the draw. I think everyone should um, go in the draw for this yeah, one. Yeah, no, that's it, that's it. And uh, just a hint for that last one, of course, the quiz of who was gui- who guided by God, preserved the human race and the human and the animal kingdom is a well-known story. In fact, Lawson and I mentioned something about this person and what they did just yesterday, didn't we? Yeah, so if you were listening in yesterday and if you weren't, well, hopefully you'll know who this famous person from the Bible was as well. That phone number again is 0491 Text us in your answers. We've got heaps coming in and, um, yeah, just uh, lots. We've got a text here. We won't read the whole thing, but just saying, good morning, lovely people. I'm a regular listener to your morning show and Faith FM Radio, and we love getting texts like that from our listeners. Text us in what you love about about Faith FM, what are some of the songs, some people have actually asked us what the last songs were that were played um, and things like that, just a range of things. Text us in also, this month is birthday month once again. I think we'll make it birthday month because August was my birthday, it was Shell's birthday and we made the whole month birthday month and this month is Lawson's birthday. We will let you know ahead and on the day when it's his actual birthday. So, be listening in and text us in if you want us to wish any happy birthdays. But hey, we're coming back to our Bible study on the God who belongs, who longs to be with us. We actually looked at Abraham. Let's go to Genesis 26 verse 3, Lyle, if you can look up that one. And also look up Genesis 28, 15. And what we're talking about is that there's land blessing and descendants that God has given, but also how God reaches out to us. He longs to be with us. And so he actually says, my covenant. I will be with you. I am with you. All of these things. Let's see what he actually says here also to Joseph. The story of Joseph is actually quite a pop. Oh, sorry, this one is, no, this one is Jacob that we're actually looking at. Of course, a descendant from, the, he's the grandson of Abraham. 
Okay, so Genesis chapter 26 and verse 3, the Bible says, Sojourn, that's an old English word, it simply means Mm -hmm. to stay in this land and I will be with you and I will bless you. For unto you and unto your seed I will give all these countries and I will perform the oath which I swore unto Abraham your father. Yeah. Passed on to... uh, Isaac right here continues on down through. That's right. To Isaac. Sorry, I mentioned Jacob, but it's actually um, Isaac. And then, of course, Jacob was Isaac's son. That it continues through with as as well. But notice there, just in that one verse, there's the three. Land, blessing, and descendants. Yours, you actually said, mine actually says to you and your descendants as Mm -hmm. well. So Mm -hmm. there we actually see that. And he says the promises continued through. Then we're actually going to Genesis 28. Eight and verse fifteen, and this one is the one about um, uh, to to Jacob. And it says, "Behold, I am with you, and will keep you wherever you go, and will bring you back to this land. For I will not leave you until I have done what I have spoken to you." So we here we see, of course, God's powerful promise once again. And so you know, it's right through, we're seeing going down through generations, which means those promises, like you said earlier, are there for us even today um, because we see the promises are true and we have this faithful God that goes all the way from Abraham right through to the next following descendants. Isn't it amazing how these promises just last for thousands of years? You know, I mean, you would receive the promise in Genesis chapter 3. Yeah. And it's like Adam and Eve and, and, and they're together and Eve falls pregnant. It's like, well, here comes the promise. Mm-hmm. No, Cain does not turn out to no, be the promise. No, not at all. Um, you've got nearly a couple of thousand years that go by and the promise still hasn't arrived. And you can think about the time when you come down to Noah and the flood and so many people have given up on the promise. Noah's remained faithful to the promise. Yeah. But Pretty much everybody else has given up on it and the promise is still there. You come down another, you know, what, four, five hundred years to Abraham and the promise is still there. You come down to our time today. Yeah. You know, six thousand years later. Yes. And the promise hasn't changed. The only difference is we have so much more evidence for the promise. So much more evidence. And that the promise did come to this earth. We're going to be looking at yeah, that yes, so much yes. more tomorrow. I, I, and when I say the, the, the promise, I'm talking about the promise of the end of sin. Yes. Okay. Because yep. the promise of the coming of Jesus, you know, that's 4,000 years down the track when Jesus dies and the serpent's head is crushed. Yes. And let me, let me clarify that. Uh, and, and so we can see, okay, yeah, they waited because some people are like, oh, you, you, you Adventists have been preaching about the second coming of Jesus for like nearly 200 years right now. When are you going to give up? Mm. It's like, well, you know, if I we're was not going to give up till Jesus if I was comes. In, if I was in, <laughs> if I was in Jesus' time, if I was in the first century and I was preaching about the coming of the Messiah, you could come to me and say, you've been preaching about the coming of the Messiah for the last 4,000 years. When are you going to give up? Mm. Be a bad time to give up just before it happened. <laughs> Yeah. Nah, I think Jesus is coming a lot sooner than 4,000 years away. Ab- absolutely. And he's coming sooner than ever because some of the things that we've been talking about, like you're saying, even about the changes with the faith communities now and legislation, what's happening in legislation about the LGBT stuff and other things like that, so many things are actually pointing to the soon coming of Jesus yes. in, in every way. And when you just need to hold fast and be ready, don't actually get ready, be ready for the coming of Jesus. That's right. And that's the key. Hey, let's also just go to Exodus 29, our Time is running short. Exodus 29, verse 43 and 45. Exodus 29, verse 43 and 45. This here actually looks at the sanctuary. We are starting unpacking the sanctuary a little bit, and we're going to finish off back on the sanctuary today because the sanctuary, of course, 
you know, is a reflection of that mission that started right back in the Garden of Eden. So, so Genesis 29? Genesis 29, 43. And verse 45. Have I got the right ones? Let's yeah, I'm going to be interested to hear you read this one. And there I will – sorry, did I say Genesis? <laughs> Again, what's happening? I'm in Exodus. So I'm going to go to it because I'm in Exodus looking at it going like, and there I will meet with the children of Israel and the tabernacle shall be sanctified by my glory. And then verse 45. So I had the right one. So I, told you yeah, I, I was, the wrong in, I was one. in Genesis 29 I'm, and it was like, there I'm, are no verses no. in the 40s. <laughs> I'm just checking you out to see if you're still awake. No, I'm not. I accidentally got that one wrong. Verse 45, and I will dwell among the children of Israel and be their God. Isn't that a beautiful thing? There, right there, we're seeing about God wanting to dwell among us. And so the three key points that we didn't manage to finish off yesterday and that we're just tying really quickly in our study is that in the Garden of Eden, in Genesis 3.24, you can read it, there were two cherubim, so two angels posted at the east end of the Garden of the Covenant after after sin came in. And then, there were, of course, in the sanctuary, we see that um, in chapter 25 of Exodus and 26, that there were the two cherubim over the mercy, say, over the Ark of the Covenant, and also that the cherubim were actually in, embroidered in the veil as well. And carved on walls, doors, and temple panels. Then in the Garden of Eden, God walked among his people. Um, and the, we see the same thing actually happening, God walking amongst his people in Leviticus 26. And the Levites were to do the priestly duties. Um, and then also the last one that's really important is the cross of Christ was present in a symbolic way when God actually sacrificed the animal. So the blood was shed to actually cover Adam and Eve and actually clothe them um, in, in, in the skin of the animal. So that's in Genesis 3. And then, of course, we see the cross of Jesus was present as God's own son was sacrificed to all to be saved. Um, and in the sanctuary, of course, we actually had the lamb that was actually slain pointing to the Messiah. But then in John three sixteen and 17, we know the famous verse, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And he did not come into the world to condemn the world, but that all might be saved. We want to challenge you to give Jesus a go in every way. You won't regret it because his promises are true. He is a faithful God. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Hey, it's come time to um, Lyle to give our answers to our quiz questions. Five of them. Let's take it away. And 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 I said there was a theme here. Yes. And Shell, a producer Shell, who did the question, says there's no theme. Okay, so but I think there is a theme. I'm going to argue there's a theme. Okay, you will let us know at the very end. Yes. All okay. right. Okay. So here comes our questions. What was the meat? What was the meat that God gave to the Israelites in the wilderness? The answer is. Quail. Quail, yes. Uh-huh. Yes. So they were having manna all the time. That's right. At like six days a week, they had to collect double on the Friday for the Sabbath. There was none coming on the Sabbath. But yeah, they were grumbling, hey, and they wanted their meat. So God gave them quails. quail. Quail. They ate quail until they were sick. A little yeah. bit too much. A little bit too much. All right. True or false? Isaac was the only patriarch who did not leave Canaan. The answer is true. Mm-hmm. Uh, Proverbs 24, of course. Uh, uh, you've got uh, Abraham, who didn't even start in Canaan. He he started in in modern day Iraq and mm. went to Africa. Mm-hmm. And Jacob also went to Africa, so Egypt. Yep. All right. Uh, Proverbs twenty four compares wisdom to what food? 
The answer is Honey, honey from, from the Honeycomb. Do you know that song? Yeah. Anyway, I'm not going to sing it, but yeah, it's a great song. <laughs> it goes through your head though, doesn't it? It does. It's like, it's like there's this temptation to sing it and then it's like, no, that's not, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> anyway. According to Psalm 65 verse 9, what does God use to greatly enrich the water for the earth? The answer is C, the river of God. It's not ozone mm. and heavenly filtration. It's not a desal process. It's not uh, rain from the north and south polar regions. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, question number five. Who, guided by God, preserved the human race and the animal kingdom? The mm. answer is Noah. Noah. And you mentioned Noah today in our Bible study too. And I was thinking, I wonder if anyone picked up on that. And, of course, yesterday Lawson and I were talking about the man-made ark that is done. He didn't remember the name of the person. But, of course, in the U.S. that has built an ark as a museum, the actual size of of what the ark would have been like. What and it could have been. Well, what it could have, yes. Because he used the smallest cubit that's ever, that was ever used in the ancient world. Yeah. Because if he used an Egyptian cubit, it would have been way bigger. <laughs> and imagine true. how big it would have been if he used an antediluvian cubit. <laughs> but, you know, true. it's the largest wooden structure in the world and he had a budget, so... Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just a popular place. I want to go there sometime. Oh, me too. Yeah. So, hey. Okay. Give us your theme. Your theme. Yeah. <laughs> what is your theme? So, so we're, give, we're, we're giving away a cookbook, right? So, we're giving away <laughs> the Revive Cafe cookbook. So, is the theme is that you answer the questions and you get the Revive cookbook? Is that no, the theme? No. <laughs> the, the theme is food. All right. So, watch this. Watch this. Bear oh. with me. There's a, there's a food theme here. How is what Isaac the, as what, the Patriarch? Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. What was the meat that God gave to the Israelites in the wilderness? That's about food, right? It is about food. Isaac was the only patriarch who did not leave. Okay, so let's think about Isaac. Isaac has two children, Jacob and Esau, and they have a dispute over food. Proverbs. Oh 25. no, 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 no! That's, that's a lie. That is that is a lie diversion. That's a diversion. Question three. Proverbs twenty four compares wisdom to what kind of food? Okay. Question four is about water. We all drink water. Okay. And question five is the preservation of the human race in the animal kingdom, and some of those animals are good for food. Oh, and when, but when, it's about Noah here. I thought you were going to go for nature. I'm like, he couldn't make an argument for nature, but food you can only get out of two, maybe three. Uh, and it's, in the, it's there in all of them. You can probably get from all things. five. It's in so all of I think them. We'll give you it's, three. It's all about okay, the Revive Cafe cookbook. Oh, come which on. Is it, the is, prize. it is about the prize. It is about yeah. food. So well done, <laughs> but we'll only give you three out of five because the other are diversions in your brain and not in Shell and my brain at all. Hey, don't you think, Shell? Yeah, I'm getting the big heading on here Definitely. but we're, we're still friends we're still I know you, you and Shell are married so <laughs> we'll let you <laughs> it's all good we're one big happy family here family of God on Faith FM we love making people happy we love sharing the love of Jesus we've come to the end of our breakfast show it always goes way way too fast um, but of course, we would encourage you to stay on and listen to the Tassie Encounters. Uh, we've also got a, a talk from the top, I think happens today, I think, oh, from Townsville. Just keep on listening throughout the day and also listening to the different songs. La, we've had a great show today. It's been great to have you on board. I don't think you're back today, tomorrow, are you? We're hoping Lawson might be, but it actually may be somebody else, but. We're not having you back tomorrow, are we? Uh, probably not tomorrow. Uh, we will see how Lawson goes and uh, take it as it comes. It's uh, We just pray that Lawson gets over his little bug 
happens to all us, all of us at times. Yeah. And so hopefully, but hey, if there's somebody new here, then that's always exciting as well. Absolutely. So we look forward to coming back on tomorrow. Just remember, God is with you each and every day. Reach out to Him. So just remember to talk faith, live faith, act faith, and you'll grow strong in Jesus Christ. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.